0: Geek Counter Geek is up next
1: But first check out this other great show On the Radio Misfits Podcast Network Hey it's Steph And Steph And together we are Steph's Steph's in the city City. Come join us on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network Where we always see you Next next Tuesday. Tuesday
0: The following is a presentation Of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network Let's get started They
1: bought their tickets They knew what they were getting into I say,
0: let them crash This is Geek Counter Geek Geeks! With Misty Callahan and Keith Conrad
1: Well maybe it's one of those other shows Like Outer Limits Confuse the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits Do you even know me?
0: Geek Counter Geek number uh, 145.4 I think Take 2 yeah, something, something like that. Uh, some stuff has happened. Yes. Listen, our our balcony is getting ripped off. Uh, we had some, uh, we had some, some recorder issues. I mean, some, mm-hmm. some stuff has happened.
1: Some things have happened.
0: But I remain. Keith Conrad, at Keith R. Conrad on Twitter. And you are still...
1: Misty Callahan, at Misty A. Callahan on the Twitter. We should really get a new geek counter geek uh, Twitter, because even though the old one has got commandeered by some bot somewhere in, like, la-la land, um, we should probably have something for the the lovely listeners to uh, go check out in one spot.
0: Well, I have been uh, sharing a few, uh, a few memes on, uh, on Facebook. But, but, yeah, it needs to be on, uh, on Twitter, too. So I will begin the process of, of maybe, maybe we can reclaim Geek Counter Geek on, on Twitter. Or if not, we'll come up with something else. In the
1: meantime, you know, check us out on the Facebooks uh, at Geek Counter Geek. But with all that out of the way, some things have occurred in uh, entertainment geekery. News.
0: Now we uh, we did become uh, (laughs) subscribers to Disney Plus. Yes, uh, almost immediately, actually. And you know what? You know what? uh, Let me uh, let me gripe about Disney Plus here for a second. Okay. If you're a uh, if you're a Hulu subscriber, Mm -hmm. just a Hulu subscriber, Mm -hmm. you can uh, you can bundle um, Disney Plus in that. Okay. But if you're a Hulu live TV subscriber, you cannot.
1: Okay, that's stupid.
0: It is stupid. So this is
1: dumb. Like, yeah. if if you subscribe to Hulu, just generally speaking, you should be able to bundle it. But whatever.
0: I I should say I have yet to figure out how to do that. The option does not seem to exist for me.
1: My but per, my personal gripe thus far is that I would I'm waiting to see more original content from Disney Plus because, you know, we were kind of perusing it. On our way to watch uh, The Mandalorian, and it, it is, you know, it's just like perusing your other like um, server stuff with the movies and you know, the family server and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know what to call that. I'm not a streaming. Plex. Plex, thank you. I'm not, I'm not a streaming person. Anyway, um, so yeah, it just seemed like. Extra, but I guess it's, it's all the Disney movies in one spot. I guess, but whatever. I, I'm I'm more waiting for uh, more original programming to make it kind of worth it. You know what I mean? Other than the Mandalorian.
0: Well, I will say that um, it, other than CBS All Access, which I have the the version of CBS All Access with commercials, so mm-hmm. it's a little less. It's like four ninety nine mm-hmm. a month. Uh 699 a month for what you're getting from Disney isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Especially since they're going to be doing more original okay. stuff m- hope moving so, forward. I so
1: because as of right now we have The Mandalorian, which
0: Well, there's The Mandalorian and there's also um there, there's a couple things that mm-hmm. you know, like there's a high school musical series. Ugh,
1: why?
0: There's yeah. a uh, there's like a a, a a series where Kristen Bell reunites like actual people to do their high school musical as adults which I mean, I is it is an interesting idea it's I, an
1: interesting idea but um, at the same time
0: yeah and uh, i i think that might be it on the the original stuff although there's also a i'm not sure if it's a standalone documentary or a mm-hmm. um a, a series on the imagineers at disney mm-hmm. which seems like it would be kind of cool
1: one thing I will like that, that's on there, I think Geo is included with the Disney
0: Plus. Yeah. Well, not to, not to burst that bubble, but that was actually included in Hulu up oh. until now. Wow. Ah. And, and now it's just moved to Disney Plus. So, so here around uh, Meath Manor, uh-huh. as, as we like to call it, it was already included. So
1: well there goes that but but they do have
0: the mandalorian
1: which we we see see what had happened was we had recorded an episode a couple days ago we had some technical difficulties and like the audio did not sound kosher so we're like round two but the first time we recorded this it was only one episode now we have two and we watched both episodes Correct. So, thoughts?
0: Um, well, Baby Yoda seems to have uh, taken the internet by storm. Oh,
1: my. He is the cutest thing ever. I want a Baby Yoda plushie. Like, seriously, give I, me a plushie of Baby Yoda, and I'm happy.
0: If Disney has not been planning for that uh, for the holiday season, I don't know Disney.
1: M- missed opportunity. Big time. Um, but the adorableness of Baby Yoda aside... What are your thoughts on the series thus far?
0: Uh, well, uh, the big to, to me, the biggest question is: uh, Did Nick Nolte just voice his character, or was he doing like the, the motion capture thing? Because mm. he, he plays a character, but the character's like three feet tall, mm. so he couldn't have just done it. You know, normally he yeah. they had to do something there. So, well, there was so that Hunter was a question.
1: Dave Davy's thing, right? When he was playing Gimli.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And he's like six feet tall. And he was playing a four foot tall dwarf. But a lot of times, he was just on his knees. I'm saying.
0: Um, yeah.
1: So maybe that's something that they did at least occasionally.
0: But but I would imagine you know I could see uh, especially since he is literally aside from uh, Baby Yoda more iconic than the actual Mandalorian at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, I could see that maybe uh, being the start of a comeback for. For yeah. Nick Nolte, but but we'll see.
1: We all see. Uh,
0: I I I do think it's weird that uh, at least two episodes into this thing, we have not seen the main character. Mm-hmm. And they they made reference to the fact that uh, one, one of the one of the uh, people he ran into said something about oh I know you Mandalorians never take your armor off. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, if we're actually literally going to go through the entire series without seeing the main character. Mm-hmm. And that seems a little tough to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for you to actually care about what's happening to said main character mm-hmm. if you've never actually seen them.
1: Yeah, true, true. Um, but I guess we'll see. I mean, there were flashbacks, I think, of him as a kid. Yeah. Um, like, I, I guess they were showing, like, um, a village being attacked, and I'm assuming one of the little children was him.
0: That, I would I would think so, yeah.
1: Um, so... Um, so there's that. I, I don't know. I mean, you still don't see his face as an adult, though. Um, but my personal feeling of it right now is, like, I really enjoy it. Like, you know, like, things with Star Wars attached to it, you know, kind of tend to be hit or miss. Like, you know, The Last Jedi was kind of... Mm, and then you had Rogue One, which was really good. Um, but I, 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 so far, I'm, I'm enjoying this. At first, it, it seemed like... I was kind of lost like what is happening here right now. But then like, you know, um you know, it it's coming together. I'm enjoying it, especially like with like the little baby Yoda reveal at the end of episode 1 and then you get to see more of like I I'm I'm fascinated to find out who exactly this baby Yoda character is. And I did like a little kind of researching through the YouTube's of Star Star Wars dumb to uh learn a little bit more about the Yoda species. I guess they're very rare throughout the Star yeah,
0: they, Wars universe. There, there isn't a name yet either. It's they, they just no, Yoda's species. Yeah,
1: they have no name. And um, all of, but here's the thing that, that, we, that we do know. Um, every Yoda species that appear within the Star Wars universe, they're all Force-sensitive, and they're all Jedi. So uh, clearly this little Yoda baby Yoda can has telekinetic powers or at least in some form of the force I'm thinking. So it's fascinating to see why the they had the Mandalorian go after this little baby Yoda and bring him in.
0: And baby by the way he's 50. He's 50, a 50-year-old 50 baby. 50-year-old baby, yeah.
1: Yeah, well they you know they they mentioned in the in the series that some species age differently, you know, and,
0: yeah. we, know well, and, and we know that uh, y- Yoda, like Yoda was like 950 years old when he died. So.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> there was that. <laughs>
0: At first I thought they were going for like a um, uh, sort of a, uh, a Dalai Lama sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like this was going to be the new, mm-hmm. you know, Yoda mm-hmm. that, you know, his is that uh, that would happen. But since he's 50 years old. hmm. Uh, that would make him actually having been born about the same time as Anakin Skywalker. Mm. So that's not the case.
1: That's not the case, which brings me to another like theory that I ran into on my um, um, you know adventures throughout the internet um, that Yo- the baby Yoda is Yoda's son with Yaddle. I remember from the uh, Phantom Menace.
0: Well, that's just disturbing. It's just,
1: uh, th- mm, thank you. I mean. I mean i guess um i just do not want to think of yoda trying, trying to make baby Yodas. it's just weird um but i i mean who knows it maybe his maybe his kind you know reproduced through osmosis or something i don't
0: or, know. or they're like tribbles they're or just like, born pregnant
1: yep there you go so who knows I, i'm so far i'm really liking it and I'm really fascinated to see why um, they want this little baby Yoda and who this baby Yoda is.
0: So I had a thought, you know, as soon as we uh, saw baby Yoda there, I wonder if um, the person who's looking for Yoda is actually Luke Skywalker. Ooh. To you know, be one of his uh, his new Jedi because mm-hmm. this is supposed to the Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. so uh, he he would have been. So I wonder if like at some point in the series we get a de-aged uh, Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker. Because mm. you know, de aging people mm-hmm. is all the rage these days. It
1: is all the rage these days.
0: Um. And that would uh, I know that would uh, that would. Saw a lot of grumpiness over the fact that uh, we'd never really saw, you know, Luke Skywalker's sort of like peak Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker. Mm. That we, we just saw him, you know, as a grumpy old man, Luke Skywalker.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I would enjoy uh, Luke, Luke coming back. But here's the thing. Would Mark Hamill do it?
0: Oh, I would assume that like that's already. already done if, you
1: know. if, if
0: that's going to happen, that's already a done deal. Besides, he likes money.
1: <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, so, yeah, I mean, speaking of money, yeah. they do have a Patreon, so definitely check that out.
0: Patreon.com slash GeekCounterGeek. <laughs> and uh, uh, we're, we're coming up with some, uh, some, some bonus material mm-hmm. for the uh, patrons. Like, uh, we just uh, finished watching uh, the
1: Ava-
0: oh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Ah. Because yeah. we're we're going to talk about the right stuff in uh,
1: next week's podcast. In
0: in next week's uh, no, the week after.
1: Mm, okay, true, true. true.
0: Uh, for the pi- pop culture blind spot, but mm. well, we just finished watching uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender.
1: Yeah, you never seen it.
0: No, so uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about uh, that, and then in a uh, in another episode, we'll we'll follow your progress as you watch uh, Battlestar Galactica.
1: And that's the newer version with Edward James Olmos. And speaking of newer versions of things, maybe you need a newer version of headphones. Well, if you do, just check out the headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio. They have eight colors and styles that are available, mic'd and non mic'd versions. They're designed to sound great for music and listening to talk, like you know when you listen to this great podcast. Um, they have noise reducing designs, a lifetime warranty as well. So definitely go check out www.tweetaudio.com.
0: And you can use the discount code GCG Geek Counter Geek. See what they did there?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping anywhere in the world.
1: And the code is not case sensitive.
0: So uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. we, basically us and nobody else on planet Earth, mm-hmm. uh, went and saw Terminator Dark Fate.
1: Yeah.
0: Actually, I, it, it uh, you know it's probably going to end up being a money loser, but it, it didn't do quite as bad as mm-hmm. you know well maybe people thought you
1: know i i don't understand like I, I mean okay so i i get that some people were not happy with the fact okay spoiler alert they yeah, killed uh, um yeah, spoiler, you know, john, connor, sp- yeah. john connor edward furlong the edward furlong version like within three minutes of the opening
0: oh it wasn't within three minutes it was more like thirty seconds because it was like a pre credits scene. And um you know, so I I heard one reviewer say that it was it was basically like saying that nothing that happened before mattered. Mm -hmm. But actually I came away with like the exact opposite reaction. Mm -hmm. That in Terminator two Judgment Day, they stopped Judgment Day. Yeah. And so if you're going you you could say hey, there's a nice little two movies and we're done. Mm-hmm. We told that story. Um, but if you're going to tell any more, mm-hmm. you, you kind of have to do something different. Yeah. And, and that's what they did. And it, it's really a totally new story that just takes place mm-hmm. within the same universe.
1: Yeah. And, and if to your point, if you're going to continue on with the John Connor route, After you stop Judgment Day, then basically all you're doing is rehashing these other sequels in the Terminator franchise that were roundly rejected by most fans of the franchise. Most people say, yeah, these sucked. Um, like for example, I never saw that last one. What was it? The Terminator Genesis. Yeah, yeah, I never, I and, never saw it. Didn't care it it's it's got it your
0: terrible. girl uh, Amelia Clark. I love Sarah Amelia. Connor.
1: I love Amelia Clark. She's adorable. But I was like, mm, yeah, I'm a pass on this. Um, so to your point, if you stop Judgment Day, then you change the future. Right. So there, you have to go in another direction. I suppose that would still makes sense to the series. And I guess with some uh, pockets of the interwebs, um, a lot of people didn't like the quote-unquote feminist kind of Would, a, a vein that was in there. But it really yeah, wasn't. Which,
0: which, by, which, by the way, if you really, not seen T2 where Sarah Connor's like, you men don't know what it's like to, to create things?
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Sarah Connor was the original female action Badass. So, listen, don't stop hating. (laughs) Um, But beyond that, like in the during the movie, the film itself, yeah, the three main characters are all female and they're all strong. But there was never any like no one was beating anybody over the head with any sort of quote unquote feminist propaganda. I mean, I think there was like a couple of one off lines.
0: Well, there is a moment where um, you know, and again. Spoiler alert! Mm-hmm. Uh, we learn that uh, rather than so so we go through most of the movie believing that basically mm-hmm. the the new main character is Sarah Connor again like it's yeah. just, it's just a, a replay of of that and like Sarah is even under the assumption that you know I think she says at one point they don't care about you they care about your uterus or something like yeah. that and um, then we learn that it's actually it's not that she's the mother of like the leader of the resistance. She's the leader of the resistance, mm-hmm. and um, you know there there's some you know throwaway line about you know you're not you're not the mother of some man who yeah. leads the resistance. You lead the resistance. Yeah, and, and I mean that's it. But but that's not like some feminist thing. That's just that character yeah. is the leader of the resistance.
1: So um, overall, I th- I felt like the movie was pretty good just kind of like a an average summer action flick that's how i kind of like the plot like it explained why the movie did what it did
0: mm-hmm.
1: in a satisfactory way it wasn't a very deep um i think you you mentioned after after we left the theater how it wasn't the citizen kane of terminator movies but it was satisfactory it was just like a action-packed movie from stop to finish like yeah. just non-stop but,
0: action w- when you think about it like most of the original terminator mm-hmm. like there's one scene where uh, kyle reese is sort of explaining post judgment day life but that's about it like the the original terminator doesn't actually get that deep in anything you don't mm-hmm. get into all the lore you know with uh Skynet and mm-hmm. everything until T2 and if you think about it that way like that's probably what they're planning is if they make a, a sequel uh, James Cameron has, has three in mind He's, mm-hmm. he, w- he wanted to do a trilogy mm-hmm. and if they did that then I would imagine in the, in the next couple of movies they'd get deeper into that but it was really just sort of mm-hmm. setting up the, the, the basic world and uh, it did find and it did resolve a problem that my little Keith brain mm. always had Mm -hmm. And people just told me to ignore it. And what was that? Well, if you're Skynet, why wouldn't you just send a bunch of robots back? Why would you just send one at a time? Mm -hmm. And and I understand, oh, you know, maybe you can only send one at a time, and that's just how it worked. But Mm -hmm. as it turns out, uh, actually, they didn't just send one Terminator back Mm to get... uh, John Connor. They sent a bunch back, and the ones we saw in the movie were just the only ones that we saw. And that's actually what happens at the beginning of the movie: is one of the other Terminators that was sent back actually finds him and kills him, even though Skynet has has been stopped.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He, he was sent before that. Yeah, so so, so
1: he still has his uh, so marching orders.
0: So so even though the future was changed, mm-hmm. he's still there because he was sent back and and it always bothered me why wouldn't you send a whole bunch of them back and it turns out skynet did at least they sent at least an extra one
1: yeah
0: so so go skynet
1: <laughs> no it wasn't skynet anymore was it legion
0: well skynet sent back the one from the beginning yeah. that kills uh uh edward furlong's yeah. uh, john connor but now
1: it's like skynet morphed into legion I think, yeah if i remember correctly
0: that's the the new AI and I think that uh, I, I saw somebody uh, had written about um, uh, if there's if it ends up being a trilogy like he figured out mm-hmm. sort of like the plot arc of the whole thing that it was it was gonna end with uh, them uh, sort of like convincing Legion to that we can all live together mm. and that's how they change the future this time rather than stopping it, um, they try to convince it to actually live with humans, and that's how you actually stop the, mm-hmm. the cycle of just Judgment Day happening over and over and over.
1: Ah, oh, fascinating.
0: So we'll see. First of all, mm-hmm. if, you know, James Cameron is sitting on a giant pile of money. If he wants to make all three movies, he can make all three movies. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see if he actually does, and, uh, and we'll, we'll see if that's actually where they're going with it. I kind of like that because uh, you have, especially, since you've got Sarah Connor um, around who actually remembers like the original Mm -hmm. timeline, um, I I think that would be a good way to sort of like tie everything all together.
1: Yeah. And while you're waiting for whether or not uh, James Cameron will get off some of his money that he's sitting on to make more Terminator films, What you could do in the meantime and between time is check out the other awesome podcasts on the Radio Misfits Network. Um, We have Nails In.
0: Yeah, and you've got the uh, the second string sports dorks, which uh, sounds like a show I should be on.
1: We have Destination Eat Drink, which is totally up my alley, my little foodie self.
0: Well, that's not the only one that's uh, up your alley, because you're a big Bar Rescue fan, and yes. there's also the, the Bar Rescue podcast. Shut so.
1: down! Uh, we also have The Bite Goes On. Let's talk about food, wine, women, radio hour.
0: And a Free Kicks, the soccer podcast. So nice. There, there's a lot. All you have to do is uh, go to radiomisfits.com. Good radio uh, isn't dead. It just went to a better place. Nice. And uh, when last we talked, before, um, you know, some stuff happened, mm-hmm. both uh, related to podcasting and not related to podcasting, um, I was uh, on the cusp of uh, finishing the first draft of my Great American mm-hmm. Novel. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Which I did. Woohoo Yay. Yay! Now you get to do the fun part of editing. But no, seriously, Hooray. Though, for everybody who's like listening and following along with Keith that he's writes the great American novel. Um, I always tell people who have ideas for writing, just do it, just finish it. Because even, if, as long as you finish it, just get the idea out. Even if you don't do anything with it, at least you know you completed something. And there's like a sense of accomplishment with that. But with you, you actually want to try to get it published. And I so do. you're going through the editing process.
0: And uh, one thing that we learned is Mm -hmm. that uh, I have uh, terrible spelling and grammar. Mm. I'm sorry, honey. Because actually, like, three different people went through it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, I had in succession. Uh So I had one person go through it, and they found a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Then I sent the fixed version to somebody else. And they found a bunch of more stuff that the other person missed.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then I sent that fixed version to, to a third person, and they sent it back with a bunch of stuff oh, wow. that, that everybody else had missed. <laughs> and, and I know, you know, I, I think it's just the way my uh, my brain is wired that, like, even as I was going back in to check, because they just mm-hmm. gave me notes, and then I had to go in and mm-hmm. and find where things were, Even even that knowing that in this sentence there is something wrong and knowing what that thing was, I would just skip right over it. Because I know in my head what I'm trying to say. So I didn't even see it. Ah. So that that's a, 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 a thing I learned about myself. Oh. That I, I'm apparently the world's worst proofreader. Oh. But, you hey, know... That's
1: what editors are for. That's what they get paid to do.
0: Well, and I also... Uh, like, in... Because it took me a long time to mm-hmm. actually get through writing it. And and part of it was because when I was first starting out, I was trying to, like, get each chapter, like, perfect. mm mm-hmm. And I just kept going back and, like, editing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And so in sort of the last run where I actually ended up getting through the whole thing, I just said... I'm just going to write it out, and then we'll fix everything. Because mm-hmm. that's actually what uh, C. Robert Cargill on the uh, Write Along podcast mm-hmm. had said: oh. just just get it done, and then you can you can fix everything. Well, that's wise uh, advice. It was because that uh, that got me over the hump and got me to the point where I finished it. So uh, uh, initially, uh, I had had the goal of finishing it before Rimo. Uh huh. So that I could do something new mm-hmm. on NaNoWriMo. but instead I, I decided i I finished this I want to like actually just s- stick with getting this edited and you know maybe one day soon published mm. and um, like and then I'll move on to something else
1: well, I'm here. I'll
0: support you 100%. Oh, well, thank you. You're
1: welcome. You're welcome.
0: And hopefully so will the people at patreon.com slash geekcountergeek. Yes. Um, We
1: have nice little um, swag.
0: Swag and and bonus episodes and the feeling of helping uh, two young creators, right? Yes. Uh, Speaking of uh, two. Mm Mm-hmm. Creators, um, comic book stuff. How's how's the comic book coming?
1: Okay, so last time um, when we talked, I was doing um, Inktober, which I did for the most part. Um, I did get a little behind on a few things, but you know, here's the problem that fellow creators, if you're listening, let me know how. If if this, if you feel this or feel my pain, like you like until I can make it um, a profitable uh, business, it's a side business, I guess you can say. I still right. have my day job that I work, you know, from about noon to seven, you know, not bad hours, but you know, it's just a chunk of a day. Uh, but before then, you know, you have like, you know, your, your chores that you do and then, you know, you, you know, cook dinner and, now the holidays are coming up, so it's kind of hard to get that balance and that workflow going. So the whole point of Inktober was to try to find a workflow. Unfortunately, it didn't always work out, but that's okay. I got a lot of it done, and some of the pieces I'm really, I really love, and I'm really excited about. I might, um, you know, uh, do a Patreon myself for my comic book, and uh, kind of auction off a few of those bad boys um, for people's. Um, That being said, I started a two-page, just a kind of a comic, like, what do you call it, like, it wasn't like a skit, or basically I'm putting a joke down in like two pages uh, for a comic book to kind of gear up. Um, When that's done, um, I keep reading that um, instead of just diving right into your magnum opus, as they say, um, you should... um, because you're going to make mistakes, you know, when, right. you're, when you're whether you're perfecting your inking, whether you're perfecting your panel pages, um, what have you, you're going to make mistakes. And instead of making mistakes on that grand project that you want to do, you know, do it with smaller things. So I'm going to do a 12-page comic, and then a 100, and then I'm going to go to the big bad one that's like books and books and books and pages and pages and hundreds. Mm-hmm maybe even thousands of pages long, Um, I kind of decided that I would do two smaller stories that are in the universe of my comic book, but not specifically that story. Um, So, like, the first one will kind of be, like, more, like, kind of a creepy, almost horror kind of thing. And then, like, the second one will be, like, more, I don't want to say, like, a prequel per se, but it'll kind of, like, flesh out a little bit more of the world that uh, is developing a sort of genetic engineering cold war and then after that's done, get into the nitty gritty as they say. Beyond that, you were helping me with my website. And uh, yeah, all of it's coming together. It's a long, long process. Don't let anybody ever tell you that making a comic book from scratch, especially if you're writing and drawing it all yourself, <laughs> is a simple task because it is not.
0: No, it's uh, it's pretty time consuming.
1: It is time consuming, but so, worth it. But it's worth it is worth it. I have like an idea in my head. I need to get it out. Um, so yeah, I, if if nobody reads it but me fine hopefully i'll get like 10 people who <laughs> will we'll read my comic um so yeah i don't know I, I don't know if it'll ever be as big as like say ninja turtles or something um but or game of thrones but hey okay, i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot my shot as wayne gretzky says you miss 100 percent of the shots you know you don't take
0: uh dwayne gretzky and michael scott
1: yes exactly
0: so, uh, so next week we're going to tackle uh, a, a big uh, subject: the best war movies of all time.
1: Best war movies because we did go see Midway, the the remake movie. Because didn't they make an earlier an
0: one? They did it in nineteen seventy six. And uh, I actually think they kind of complement each other pretty well.
1: Yeah. Um, in addition to that, we will be talking about uh, the current war, which spoiler alert, I actually liked a little bit better than Midway. Um, if you're not familiar with the current war, it's basically the story of Edison um, and Tesla, but not really Tesla, I guess. Huh?
0: Uh, Edison, Westinghouse, well, and then Tesla and, figures and Tesla into that. Figures
1: in. The, listen. If you put Tesla in your movie, I'm there with bells on. Because he was a fascinating individual. Um, And we also saw the movie, the Harriet Tubman movie, Harriet. So we have a lot of movies that we've seen um, that we're going to go over and give our thoughts.
0: Yeah, and that'll be next week on Uh, Geek Counter Geek.
1: So definitely check us out. Also, I posted a poll. And you can check me out. At Misty A. Callahan, what are your, yes, you, listener, what are your top three war movies? So let us know. At Misty A. Callahan or at Keith R. Conrad. I even had a buddy of mine from Holland give me three of her favorite, you know, war movies, and they were Mm -hmm. all in Dutch. I had no idea. No idea what she was saying, but it's fine. You know, listen, if you're from another country, we accept your entries as well. How about that?
0: Yeah. just no reason not to. No
1: reason not to. Let's do this.
0: Mm-hmm. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at RadioMisfits.com. a Tron?